All right, good afternoon, folks. Folks from Christian Coffee Time and any others that are coming into this uh, video, uh, thanks for your viewing and listening. We're going through the book of Revelation, as you know, going through uh, chapter by chapter, and not necessarily verse by verse, but trying to cover it. We're just kind of skimming over it. We're going through it fairly quickly, although this is the 20th uh, video, and we're into the seventh chapter. To give you just a, a basic uh, background and overview of the book of Revelation and uh, try and correct some of the misunderstandings that are out there and uh, bring forth the blessings. As the Lord said, there's blessings for any that read, and they that hear, and keep those things that are written therein for the time is at hand. My name is Pastor Paul. My name is Paul, and I'm a pastor, so there you go. And it's just my privilege to be here to have this put on Christian Coffee Time and just to thank you very much. Very warm here where we are, and I uh, hope you're enjoying the summer. Even though there may be all kinds of problems and difficulties round about, economically and whatever else is coming, coming our way, take it to the Lord in prayer, and you'll be all right, okay? So if you open your Bibles, please, to Revelation chapter 7. We'll continue on there. We left off. I've been away for two weeks or so and a bit, and it's nice to get away. It's nice to get back, get back at work though too, you know. And uh, anyways, we're in chapter seven. We're going to finish up chapter seven here in this video, and then we're going to uh, carry on. Things start to get, start to heat up, as it were, as we look through here. Make sure you have a pencil or pen and some paper. Uh, a book would be better to write in to keep track of all these things. Uh, Mark down the chapter heading and all as many notes as you can write down, especially Bible verses because we generally talk about different portions of Scripture. You need to write those down and look at those yourself and check it out. You don't want to take my word for things. You want to have your faith based upon what the Bible says. Well, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says, but the Bible says that those that were in um, uh, Berea were more, more noble than those in Thessalonica because they searched the scriptures daily to see if those things were so. So you need to um, check it out, and that's, that's, that's good for us. It also gives you some information and a lot of stuff for you for later on. You can come back to it as often as you want. There's tons and tons of things in the book of Revelation. Uh, touches on so many different doctrines and such, but we'll get going on this. We'll back up a little bit and have a look. In chapter 7, we are looking at, we called it the 144,000 and the rapture, or the Bible calls it the gathering. In uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, called the gathering, Jesus is going to come in the clouds and gather his people before the wrath of God is poured out. So last time we looked at the 144,000 sealed. They were sealed by the angels of God for a particular purpose. There was um, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel are going to be sealed and they're going to be upon the earth at the time of the wrath. Now what we're coming up to in chapter 7 here, remember the end of chapter 6 introduced the wrath of God. The sun, the moon, and the sky were uh, darkened and affected and such. And then the sign of the Son of Man is seen, he's, he's in the heavens. Before the wrath can come, he's got to get his people off of the earth. Um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 9 says, 
For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. A believer, a Christian, if you're a Christian, you've trusted in Jesus Christ with all your heart, you're saved, you're born again, you're washed in the blood. The wrath of God will not touch you because Jesus took that upon himself at the cross. When you believe in Christ, you're accepting what he did for you, accepting his person. He paid for all of our sins. The wrath of God will not come upon uh, the believer. It just won't touch him. It can't. It's impossible because Jesus already dealt with that. Those that are not saved, not born again, will not trust in Jesus, don't want to trust in Jesus, will face the wrath of God if they're upon this earth when it happens. Um, it's just what the Bible says. We're looking at the Word of God, the Bible. People say, well, I don't believe in that. Well, that's fine. Someday you will. About two seconds after you die, you'll find out it's just too late. You need to get yourself a Bible and read that thing. Get reading through the Gospels, first of all. See Jesus Christ and see yourself as a sinner before God and sins to be repented of. Christ the Savior who paid for our sins on the cross of Calvary. God manifest in the flesh for your sins because He loves you, because He cares for you. Doesn't want you to go to hell. Doesn't want you to go through these things here. He wants you to be with Him. The end of chapter 6, we see the wrath of God is announced. The sun, the moon, and the sky, uh, yeah, the sun, the moon, and the stars are darkened. Jesus in the clouds gathers his people out so that the wrath of God can continue. The 144,000 are sealed. They're not Jehovah's Witnesses. They're just mistaken. They haven't got a clue what this book says. These 144,000 are Jews from 12 tribes. They're going to go through the wrath of God. Now in the book of Revelation we have um, in that seven year period of, from we call it Daniel's uh, uh, 70th week you go back to Daniel chapter 9 verses 24 to 27 to get that figured out or go back and look at the previous um, videos on that and you'll get that figured out. Anyways there's a seven year period of time in the future People call it the tribulation. Well, the whole tribulation is not the whole thing, just a small portion of it. But we can look at what we're looking at from chapter 6 on is broken down into three sections. You have the seals, and then the trumpets, and then the bowls, or the vials. As a, a, some, uh, King James Bible says the vials, which just simply means the bowls, judgments. Now, the seals are not the wrath of God. This is what his Bible calls the tribulation. Check it out. Matthew 24 makes it very clear. After the seals, you have the trumpets. Now, we're coming up to the trumpets, okay? We're going to uh, touch on that in the next video, I guess. And Lord willing, we ever get going here. So we see the 144,000 sealed. The Israelites are going to go through the trumpet wrath time to witness and so on and so forth. We notice something taking place here, something very interesting. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it. We're just going to note it, what I call the handoff. Um, um, just as the economy of God, the Old Testament economy was done and the gospel came in, so the Jewish people, Israel, hands off the uh, things of God to the church, so to speak. It's kind of a rough way to put it, but you know what I mean. Hand off... Uh, that one economy is done, it's handed off to the church, but what we're seeing here now in Revelation is the uh, church is handing it off back to Israel, to the 12,000. The church is, the believers are going to be taken off the, off the earth, and those 12,000, 
144,000 are going to go through to, uh, to minister at that time. In Daniel chapter 9, you'll also note that it says that um, this 70th week, this period of seven years, is for primarily for the Jewish people, for Jerusalem, for Israel, those things, but it affects and afflicts the whole world, doesn't it? Yeah, they will. So we see that 144,000 are sealed, the multitude of believers are removed, the gathering, the rapture takes place. Um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, it tells us about Jesus coming in the clouds to gather his people. Don't be shaken by any, any means of a letter or word from us or spirit that that day is at hand. For that day, what day is that? The day of Christ coming in the clouds to gather his people. That day will not come except there come a falling away first, is the apostasy, and the man of sin is revealed. Okay? The man of sin is revealed in Revelation chapter 6, verse 2. I think it's verse 2, 1 and 2 there. We see him, the rider on the white horse. And all those things following are the tribulation time. After the falling away, the Antichrist anti is revealed. Uh, this this uh, Superman, this Messiah that the world will think he is. And at that time, there'll be a great falling away from God. The sun and moon and the stars will be darkened. And um, the tribulation of those days will begin. Now, one of the errors that's made today, and often you'll hear it, that people talk about the 70th week of Daniel being the tribulation time. Well, the Bible doesn't call the whole 70th week the tribulation, only the first bit of it. Go to Matthew 24 again. It says immediately after the tribulation of those days. That's the beginnings of sorrows, all those troubles. Um, Matthew 24 and Revelation chapter 6 talk about the same thing. After that, there's going to be the wrath of God. The tribulation is not the wrath of God. The seals are not the wrath of God. Jesus comes in the clouds. He's seen in the clouds. Uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, Matthew 24 and 30. Believers are removed. Revelation 7, 14. We did this last time. We're just touching on it just to get caught up here to remember where we were. These are they... Uh, John says, who are all these people? There's a big multitude now. He says, these are they which came out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The saved saints washed in the blood of the Lamb. You're born again. If you're saved, all your sins have been paid for and you're washed clean. Isaiah says, come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be washed whiter than snow. Anybody can be saved. Any person can be saved. The Apostle Paul was a, was a, a, a I was going to say a murderer. Uh, he did persecute and put to death God's people in trying to eradicate uh, the gospel and, and uh, anything to do with Jesus back in those days. And yet God, in his mercy, saw fit to save his soul. There's grace enough, and he saved his soul, forgave him of his sins, because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that was God on the cross paying for your sins. And he can pay for the sins of the whole world. And he did. The sins of all people, past, present, and future. He paid the price for everybody and everything. If you're watching this today and you're not saved, if you don't know that if you drop dead today that you go to heaven or hell, you better get on your face before God. Call out to Jesus Christ. Trust in him because you know you're a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. We all know that. 
and Jesus Christ is the Savior. You know that. People know that in their hearts. You know there's something special about the Bible. You know there's something special about the Gospel. Trust in Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. And Jesus is going to come back someday. You know, we look at the current events around the world and such, and we look in the Bible and say, okay, what's going to happen here to bring this about? Well, we see things changing and changing. Our world is changing, folks. It's setting up these end-time things. So we see verses 14 to 17, we see the saints are removed, they're in heaven, and they came out of the great tribulation, not the whole seven years. It's only... Now the Bible tells us, we went through this last time, we're not going to get into it here, but in uh, um, chapter 9, the fifth trumpet and the sixth trumpet tell us what seems to be the duration of them. You've got a year and a half of those two. And we know that the seventh trumpet begins the second half of the seven years. So then that means by the time you get to the seventh trumpet, you've had three and a half year period. Well, if those uh, fifth and sixth trumpets are a year and a half, that leaves two years for the uh, six seals and for the seals and for the trumpets. Okay? Come. But you go back and look at last, last week's uh, last, uh, last video we'll talk about that a little bit, a little bit more. Um, so we're coming up to the time of the, 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 the trumpet uh, judgments. And we're where are we here? Verse 15, Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that uh, sits on the throne shall dwell among them. The saints with God. Today, if you die, a Christian dies, your spirit goes immediately into the presence of God, the presence of the Lord right there, and your body will go into the ground. Right? An unsaved person, they die, their body goes into the ground, but their spirit does not go to heaven. It goes to a place called, we call it hell, it's actually the, called Sheol, the place of the dead. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 9 tells us that God knows how to deliver the, uh, I think it says righteous out of temptations, the godly out of temptations, and to deliver the unjust uh, unto judgment. Second Peter 2 9, so hell is a holding place. For those that aren't saved, who never, never trusted in Christ as Savior, never had their sins forgiven. This is about sin. This is about um, the offense, the rebellion towards God. And he's going to deal with the whole world at some time. The whole world is rebellious. Do you imagine what this world is like compared to God who is infinitely holy? Back in March, we read in the thing that there was, I think it was North America, that in the first three months of this year, there were something like a million babies aborted, something, figure something like that. That's a lot. Now, that's not right, folks. That's not right. But you know, God's going to deal with the world for that. The immorality, the bloodshed, the violence, God's going to deal with it. It's going to happen. He said so, there it is, the Bible is the word of God. You say, well, I don't believe in that. Well, that's fine and dandy. That's fine and dandy. But I hope you get saved before you find yourself standing in the middle of this stuff. Anyways, let's get back to it. Verse 15, there they are before the throne of God to serve him, and God shall dwell with them. Verse 16, and they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. Um, 
No hunger, thirst, or no, what's it, why does it say no heat upon them? Because they had no shade. They had no dwelling place. Okay? And the believers, it's going to be a tough time coming down the road for believers. It's not the wrath of God. People say, well, that's the wrath. It's not the wrath of God. The wrath doesn't start until the trumpets. And the believers will be here for some of that stuff. That's what the Bible says. How they experience these things during that tribulation time, which is coming, you're going to have the Antichrist guy is going to bring a different form of government, different way of doing things. People are going to turn away from the things of God. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're going to move away from the things of God, and believers will be persecuted for the testimony of Jesus Christ and their stand upon the Word of God. Okay? There's going to be persecution, rejection from society, and everything. That's why it says. No place to live, and so on and so forth. We note the churches, we looked at the seven churches in chapters 2 and 3. I've been thinking a lot about that seventh church, the Laodicean church, and some say, well, that describes this age we live in. And you know, it really does describe it, the churches today. One of the things about the Laodicean church is that it was rich and is in need of nothing. Jesus said, you're lukewarm. He says, you make me sick, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. That's, that's like our, our North American Christianity. I don't like what it's like in other countries in, in, in Europe and stuff like that. But we've got a Laodicean age here. And uh, it, it's going to be tough when these things come down, when everything changes, when we don't have any rights to promote the gospel or to stand up or to gather together or any such thing anymore. And they take away your property or whatever. When the Antichrist appears, that rider on the white horse, chapter 6, verse 2, everything on earth changes. Uh, persecution of any that stand for God or any that oppose the new government that he brings in, that new form of government, to be a communistic-style government. Christians have always been mistreated. All around the world, even today, around the world, they're being mistreated, especially under communism. Just uh, picked up another copy of Fox's Book of Martyrs, uh, Martyrs the other day. Terrible, terrible stuff. And some say, well, God wouldn't let his people go through anything terrible like that. Well, you, never, you haven't read church history, and you haven't looked around what's going around the world today. Read a, read a copy of Box, uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs. The apostles themselves, uh, the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, uh, were treated terribly. Now, this is not a very uplifting message. The uplifting part is, no matter how bad it gets, if you're a believer, you're a Christian, you look to God. God is with you. He'll never leave you. He's right here. And this life is only for a short time. I'm coming up 68 this year. Boy, that's old, eh? That's getting on. Well, I can remember when I was just a kid. Didn't seem to be that long ago, but that was a long time ago. Time goes by. The Bible says, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. That little dash on your tombstone, your born date, your death date, that little dash is your life. It's not much, folks. And then all of eternity is ahead of you, either in heaven or hell. Where are we at? So we were talking about persecution and such around the world. The Lord Jesus Christ himself was mistreated. That's a pretty mild way to put it. He was beaten to a pulp and then crucified on a cross. The question go out, well, why do you believe in Jesus? 
Why do you go to church? Why do you believe in Jesus? To gain something? Are we trying to get something? What are we trying to get? There's some places that preach prosperity and wealth and health and all this stuff. That's a bunch of nonsense. It's not in the Bible. Some hope to have an easy life. It's not an easy life. It's a, the Bible says the world will hate you. Simply to get a ticket to heaven. You just live your life the way you want. At the end of it, you got your ticket. You know, well, you say to God, well, I'll see you later. But I got my ticket. I don't know. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, went to the cross of Calvary to save us from our sins by giving his life for us, shedding his blood in your place, in my place, paying the penalty of sin, which is death. He went to free you. He paid your debt. Simply believe and trust in him. You can't work your way there. He's done it all. Recognize yourself as a sinner before God. Repent of your sins, turn from your sins, for all sin is against God. And believe in Christ and receive Him as your Savior. Trust in Him. This life and this world is only for a short time. God's going to just, He's going to change this whole world when, he, when these things come about. But eternity is before us. The Bible says we all do fade as a leaf. The other day I was looking at a, a maple tree outside of the cottage we were at. You know, the leaves were starting to turn on it. There's a few leaves up near the top. Well, this is, was only June. What's taking place? It's a picture of people, uh, time going by, and they get old, and then they die. And our iniquities, iniquities like the wind blows us away. Ten out of ten people die. They're going to face it. The Bible says that. You're going to face it, for it's appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. Take Jesus Christ as your Savior. Believe in Him, trust in Him, and heaven will be your destination and home with God forever. Otherwise, you'll go to hell when you die and wait for the judgment to be sentenced to eternal punishment in the lake of fire. Look at the big picture, folks, not just the little bit of a life we have right here now. Look at everything. Look at this big picture. Eternity's before us. Verse 17, for the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them. He'll look after them and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. It says that again over in chapter 21, verse 4. It says there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. We have a song we sing, what a day that will be. Indeed, what a day that will be. I guess it's a short message today, just to finish up chapter 7. Praise the Lord Jesus, live for him, tell other people about him. Lord bless you folks. I'll be back in a few minutes here. We're going to do um, video number 21 and get into chapter 8. All right, so we'll see you shortly. Thank you very much.